we need a change. But the only way that we're going to get that change, brothers and sisters, is to change how we think about yeah. the things that we need to change in. Yeah. And I don't know of anybody in here this morning that could not use some kind of a change in their lives. I know I can, you know. In other words, in order to change your health, you, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, are suffering in their health and, and having uh, health issues and everything. But in order to change your health, you're going to have to first change how you think about your health. Yeah. And that's really what we're thinking about, talking about this morning. We're thinking, we're talking about your thoughts and, and how you think. And I'm talking probably a little bit faster because I really want to try to cover as much as I possibly can. To change your financial situation, you're first going to have to change the way that you think about your financial situation. And if you can't get your mind right, and a lot of us have problems with that, but if you can't get your mind right, then the chances of everything else getting right is really kind of slim. So we're going to talk about the power of your thoughts and how the choices, choices plays a big part here. Choices changes your brain, and this is very important. And I pray this morning that through the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word that the Lord has given me that we can help you, that, you know, in some of these areas. Hosea 4, 6 says that my people are perishing for lack of knowledge. You know, I'm not an expert on the subject. I don't claim to be. However, my life has changed drastically since the Lord has been teaching me how to change the way that I think and how the Lord has continuously teaching me day by day. He started my, I started my walk with him, then him teaching me the importance of what I speak and what I capture, the thoughts that I capture. And so this morning we're going to talk about capturing those uh, negative, toxic thoughts. And I might add, like I said, that I'm still working on that too. Mm -hmm. This is something, saints, that you'll never get finished in. It's a day-to-day process. So every day you're going to have to, as a matter of fact, I think Caroline Leaf says in her book that uh, the scientific um, scientists show that if you would spend at least five to 16 minutes a day focusing on capturing your thoughts, that it would make all the world of difference in your lives. Mm -hmm. And this is really where it is. It's right up here in our brain. Yeah. And a lot of people, the Lord has just put this in my spirit, I guess maybe the past year or two, to speak on these subjects. And at first I had a lot of trouble with that because I was usually just speaking. And, and so I don't have any trouble because he always backs it up with scripture. Yeah. The Lord God is the one to give these people, these scientists, he's the one to give them the ability to do what they do. Without them, they, they could, without the Holy Spirit helping them, they could never do that. Without God's help, they can do nothing. Right. A lot of people won't acknowledge him as their savior and as their help. But he is. He's our teacher. He's our advocate. And he's our helper. He's our standby. And so he, the Lord impressed upon me that so many people don't recognize. And, and see, the main thing is Satan wants you to be ignorant. He don't want you to have knowledge. And this is why the Bible tells us, like I said, that he says, my people are perishing, they're dying, they're suffering because of lack of knowledge. And, and the devil would have you not have this knowledge. And as a matter of fact, he'll even say it's new age. It's not new age. It's scriptural. You know, God created us intricately and gave us an awesome brain and a mind. But the devil will have us to, to be ignorant. But God will have us to know these things. As a matter of fact, Paul said, I would not have, the Bible said, I would not have you be ignorant. Mm -hmm. So God would not have you be ignorant. Mm -hmm. But like I said, Satan would have you be ignorant. Right. And like I said, I only have a few minutes this morning. And so it's kind of hard to get a lot of what I have to say in a few minutes, but I'm going to do my best this morning. <clears throat> However, I would like to say that you can find a lot of what I'm talking about on my CDs and my booklets and on my book uh, uh, out in the, um, 
downstairs. Also, I have a new book coming out that I'm really excited about. Um, it's called um, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. And hopefully it'll be out. I was hoping it'd be here today, but um, hopefully in a couple of weeks I'll have that one. So I'm really excited about that. And the other book that I wrote about a year ago was um, The Weapons of a Warrior. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is really our weapon right here. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, I'm going to start with the power of your thoughts because it's how your choice and how your choices change your brain and why this is important. For example, as I was saying earlier, negative thinking leads to stress, which affects our body's healing capacity. As a matter of fact, any uh, any medical doctor will tell you that m- the majority of the patients they see that all the, the sicknesses they have are stress related. And, and they're stress-related because we can't change the way we think. And this is why the Lord wants me to start teaching on this, so we can change the way we think, so we can make better choices, and so we right. can capture the thoughts that the enemy... So we, we have those three voices. We have God's voice, we have our voice, and we have Satan's voice. So we have to learn to determine which is which, so that we can choose to capture that thought. And and I don't have time to go in all the capturing the thoughts, but you capture that the thought that the enemy puts there by replacing it with what God's word says. That's how when the enemy tells you one thing, you know, like the enemy told me my knee, you know, started talking about my knee a few weeks ago. It was started hurting me a little bit. I would get up early every morning, go get on the treadmill, work out for an hour and then go to work. And that morning he said, you know, it hurt. So I'm going to make this real quick because I want to get into what the Lord's given me. But I, I want to give you an example of how the enemy will put a thought into your mind uh-huh. and whether or not yeah. you receive yeah. that thought. Yeah. It's up to you. It's your choice. It's your choice. You cannot control all your thoughts, but you can choose what you think about right. and whether you take that thought or not. And so he put that thought in my, uh, about my knee because yeah. it hurt. And my right knee, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and, um, and the first thought he put in my mind is because I've had many friends, and even my trainer a few years ago had to have two knee replacements. Mm-hmm. And so the, naturally, the first thought that Satan put in my mind was, Joe, you're going to have to have a knee replacement. And I, and I thought for a second, and I thought, no, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And then he started reminding me of all my friends, see. He, he'll bring impact. Right. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, he gives you a thought, and then he impacts it with another, you know. And, and so what I did is I did what the Bible tells you to do in Isaiah, you know. He says that um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Mm-hmm. And every word that rises up against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. God is not going to show it to be in the wrong. You're going to show it to be in the wrong. Are you hearing me? Yeah. You, yes. you, you are the one. Yes. You, God is not going to do it. He's giving you the... Amen ammunition, but he yeah, is the one that's going to do it. Yeah. And so I said, uh, Father, I don't receive that. I rebuke those thoughts in the name yeah. of Jesus Christ, and I command those thoughts to hit the ground and not bear any fruit in the name of Jesus. And I had prayed over my leg. I spoke to the muscles and the joints and the cells and the ligaments, and I commanded them to function normally in the name of Jesus, and by his stripes I am healed. Yeah. And, and so for three, about three days, I didn't have to pray anymore, but about three days, every time I walked, it hurt. And I'd say, Lord, I just thank you by your stripes, I'm healed. Right. Yeah. God, thank you that by your stripes, I'm healed. And about the third day, no pain whatsoever. Amen. Okay. Now, I could have chose, I could have chosen to take that thought. But when I yeah. choose to, when you choose to take a thought, and, and, I, and, I, and there's somewhere in my notes, but just in case I don't get to it, you have 30 seconds, scientifically speaking. When you once get that thought, you have 30 seconds to take authority over and to capture that thought. Mm-hmm. 
You can still capture it, but after 30 seconds, then feelings and emotions are attached to that thought. And once your feelings and your emotions get attached to that thought, then they're much harder to get rid of. So you don't want, you don't want to get emotions attached to it and your feelings and, and also give him the opportunity to drop some more thoughts into your minds. Are you hearing me? You want to capture that thought as soon as possible, whether it's about your children, your health or your finances or your family, whatever it is. You just can't, you can't take it. Research shows that 75 to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illnesses comes through our thought life. In other words, our thinking affects our brain. It, it, our mind is designed to control the body of which the brain is a part, not the other way around. Saints, as I said, we cannot control the events and circumstances of life, but we can control our reactions to our circumstances. And so please rest assured that what God has empowered us to do with our mind is more powerful and effective than any medication that you can take. It's, it's more powerful than any threat, it's more powerful than any sickness, and it's more powerful than any neurological challenge. It's just more powerful. However, on the other hand, Satan is using our Satan is using your own thoughts and your words against you. He does that all the time. Your own voice. As a matter of fact, I have a CD down there called Voice Profiling that I did a a while back. And it's so important that we are careful that what we give voice to and who we agree with. So like I said, I'm going to talk to you about the power of your thoughts. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 3 and 5 is so clear in the instructions of this. He says, for though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, he says, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captive, he says, every thought, not just some thoughts, but we take captive every thought to make it to make it obedient to Christ. Hallelujah. My point is this morning is, saints, that a chaotic mind that is filled with uncaptured thoughts of anxiety and worry and any and all matter of fear-related emotions are going to send the wrong signal. They're going to send that wrong signal right down to the level of your DNA. And your DNA is what's affecting your health and your health. And not catching and stopping those thoughts leads to negative and toxic thoughts being wired into your brain. And saints, that can lead to depressive thoughts which cause the body to go into stress. And when your body goes into stress, it's going to bring on all kinds of sicknesses and illnesses. And I hope I get down to that point, but if I don't, I also want to let you know that scientists have proven that when we are born that a lot of these things in our, are in our genes. They are already there. They, we don't get them. They're there. But they're asleep. They're dormant. They lie dormant in us. But we are the ones that awaken them. And we awaken them through what their voice, the words that we say, and our thoughts, because we can't, have a, we can't speak without a thought. So you're going to have the thought first, and then you're going to have the word. Are you hearing me? Yes. So we have to be careful. <clears throat> don't always think that... It's, it's generic. It, you know, it's not necessarily in your genes or in your family. It's not. It's in you. And like I said, I don't know if I get that far enough. But anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. For example, research shows that 40 to 60 percent of heart disease patients who suffered clinical depression are at risk for heart disease. 
The importance of capturing your thoughts cannot really be underestimated because research shows that the vast majority of mental and physical illness comes from our thought life rather than the environment and genes, as, as I was just saying. So catching our thoughts is necessary because it, it calms our spirits. You know, when we catch those thoughts, we can calm our spirits. And that way, when we calm our spirits, we can be more in tune yeah. to hear from God. You cannot hear from God so much when your mind is filled with chaotic thoughts of anxiety and worry and fear over different things. And the Bible says in, 46, in Psalms 46, 10, said, be still and know that I'm God. You know, the ability to quiet your mind and focus your attention on the present issue, uh, capture your thoughts and dismiss the distractions that come your way is an excellent and a powerful ability that God has placed within us. So we have the ability to do that. We are thinking beings. As I was saying this morning, we are thinking beings. We think all day long, and at night we think too. We, we never stop thinking. You think that once you go to sleep, you stop thinking, but you don't. We think all day long. Our brain never stops. It's constantly going all the time. That was kind of scary when I read that. It's just, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's always going. And at night as we sleep, we sort out our thinking. We think all day long, and at night when we sleep, we're sorting out our thinking. As we think, we choose. And as we think, we choose and we choose. We call genetic expression to happen in our brain, you know, even while we're sleeping. And this means that we, are make, we make proteins, and these proteins form our thoughts while you're sleeping. So it's really nice. I think it's really nice that um, when I go to bed at night, I plug in, <laughs> I listen to Mark or Roman <laughs> or Brother Smith uh, Wigglesworth or somebody that's teaching on the Word, you know, as long as it has to be on the Word. I don't listen to anything else, music or otherwise. Neuro neuroscientists like Marion Diamond, Jeffrey Swartz, Alan Jones, and of course, Dr. Caroline Leaf and many more have shown how our thoughts have remarkable power to change the brain. As a matter of fact, I would recommend Dr. Caroline uh, Lee's book on um, how to switch off your brain or who switched off my brain. She's written several books, but that's one of my favorites. You know, the more I study this, the more in awe I stand. I, I am of a God and, how, and the God that we serve and how he has created us so intricately. And it puts me back in remembrance of Psalms 139 when he talks about how we were born. He, he tells us how God formed us in our inward parts and how fearfully and wonderfully that he made us. And for lack of time, I won't read the whole scripture, but if you're not familiar with Psalms 139, I would suggest you read it. And David said, marvelous are you works. And that my soul knows well. Yes. <laughs> your soul, you know, that's your emotions and your thoughts and your yes. thinking, you know. He created us perfectly right down to our last toenail. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it helps me to understand a little bit more, too, about the power that we hold in our thoughts. And it also helps me to understand more about why God tells us to take no thoughts, saying, you know, he talks about this in Matthew 6 all the way through. As a matter of fact, he says it three times in Matthew 6, take no thought in saying. Take no thought in saying. So don't take the thought. When you get the thought, don't say it. You know, you can have a thought and not say it. Yeah. You can have a gun that's loaded. Yeah. It's got bullets in it. Yeah. But unless you pull the trigger, it has no power. So think of that. Your, your tongue is a weapon. And you're the one that controls that weapon. So you choose where you want to pull that trigger or not. Or that sword. Because your tongue is like a sword, too. It cuts. Mm -hmm. I've had people, you know, they can cut you to ribbons with a tongue. And they yeah. can do it whether it's on paper or in person. Yeah. They can cut you to ribbons with it. So you want to be careful about that. Hallelujah.
Satan has every word that we speak, like I said, is first a thought, and the devil has custom thoughts. He has custom thoughts designed just for you. He knows what pushes your button. Yeah. And he knows what's going to it's upset you. He's got a file on all of us. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, we probably give him ideas sometimes. <laughs> he probably said, oh, I never yeah. thought about that. <laughs> he'll drop those thoughts in your mind, and, and, and he'll take that one thought that he drops in your mind, and he'll make it huge. He'll, he'll magnify it like a mountain, you know. Yeah. And, and the bad thing is, the more you think about it, the bigger it gets, right? And so it, it becomes a mountain. For example, think about this uh, analogy. Let's say that you get a call from your doctor's office telling you that your blood test results are in and asking you to choose them, uh, call them uh, as soon as possible. You, know, you get that phone call. This happened to my sister a few weeks ago. And uh, she had some tests, and the, you know, she got a phone call, and the doctor wanted her to come in right away and talk to her right away, and she went into panic, you know, with my older sisters. <clears throat> and she's very fragile anyway. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, she, she, they messed her up in the hospital for several years back, you know. She went in for an overnight thing and ended up three months and seven operations later and about four or five operations since then. So bless her heart, she's had a hard time of it. So, uh, but even people that haven't experienced all of these things still when, the, when or a panic, you know, when, when the doctor says, you know, you know call yes. me, you know, as yes. soon as possible, stuff like that, your first thought. And we'll talk about that. But just imagine that because all of a sudden, multiple thoughts, multiple thoughts will begin swirling around in your brain. We're human. And that's, yes. that, and that's what we do. But the more we train our brain, the less this happens. And, and that's one of the benefits. I'm going to give you some options here. Options number one is the first thing is that is fear. The first thing that, the first thing that enters your mind is fear. You know, and you begin to you begin to say you begin to think to yourself. Uh, the doctor said that they, you know to call me call them soon as it's possible. Does that mean it's something bad news? Does that mean it's bad news? And it goes on down. You know, you just keep thinking. You know, and after a while, you're planning the songs for your funeral. Yes. You know, and you haven't even you haven't even returned the phone call yet. <laughs> and option number two is denial. You know, some people just deny it. Yeah. You know, uh, you'll say you might say something like, "Well, this is just routine. I'll call them later." You know, when I get a few minutes, I'll, I'll call them. I'm probably one of those. <laughs> I don't have time to talk to you right now. I'll call you later. And and I'm usually working, so I work usually five, six, seven days a week. So I, I don't want anything to interrupt my train of thought, and so I'll just call you later. But it also gives me time to think and pray. You know, because the Lord will give you an answer yeah. if you don't react. You know, like I said, we don't have to react right. to everything. Option number three is my favorite one. In trust is trust. You can I have faith that this will be a good news that this will be good news. I'm not moved by any doctor's report. In other words, saints, you have to be like a Paul. Paul said in Acts 20, uh, 20 24, he said, None of these things move me. None of these things move me. Look at it this way. If it's a bad news, um, if you're born again <laughs> Christian. If you're not here, you're gonna be with him. Yeah, come on. Come so how bad can how, can, how bad can you be? Amen. I mean, you, here or there, yeah. you're gonna be with him. And, and from those people that I've met that's had near death experiences, that much better mm -hmm. than what we have down here. I, I pray for a long life and a long, healthy life, and the Lord is blessing me um, immensely with that, and I'm so pleased. And but you know, if you choose fear. Okay, you know, the first option was fear. So if you choose fear, your brain responds by wiring in the thought. It will wire in that thought. And the thought it wires in is, I'm sick. 
And you'll live into that thought. Yeah. You live into that thought. The consequences, consequently, you, you, you begin to feel sick. Because, see, you've wired it in your brain. So you begin to feel sick. Yeah. And after a while, you, say, you think, I'm sure I'm dying. You know, it's amazing what your brain can do for you. A new consequences is that you phone the doctor. Okay, say maybe, oh, this is already going on. So you phone the doctor, and your results are clear. That was a big fail. And suddenly you feel fine. All of a sudden, you don't feel sick anymore. You feel fine. And, and perhaps, perhaps you maybe feel a little foolish. <laughs> but say, you need to know that it's through your thinking that you either minimize or maximize these thoughts that Satan puts into your mind. It's up to you, okay? And you need to also know, need to know that he will dominate your whole day or he'll dominate your whole week or he'll dominate your whole life if you'll let him with one little single thought. He can ruin your whole day, your whole week, month, year, just with one thought. In other words, Satan is after your mind. And this is why I believe the Lord has had me in the last several months, a year or so, to start teaching on this. Because Satan is after our mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, and God is coming back soon. Jesus is, come, Jesus is coming back soon. And we are in for a lot of stuff before Jesus comes yes, back. Right. It's already begun. Yes, right. Not only here, but everywhere. It's already begun. Jesus wants you to be prepared to be able to stand. You know, the Bible tells us in Ephesians, when you've done all you can do is stand. And we're going to have to stand. We're going to have to have our brains and our minds set. We're going to have to capture those toxic negative thoughts. We're going to have to be able not to fall for all those things that you're going to be hearing on the radio and in the, on the TV and, and, and the newspapers. You're just going to have to block that. As a matter of fact, when I first became a Christian and started ministering, uh, the Lord impressed upon me. I had a prison minister for 11 years and I worked as a volunteer chaplain. And one of the things that, in my, as the first he called me to the ministry, right after I became born again, which was kind of late in life. So I've been running this race as hard as I can since then. But it's uh, not to watch the news or read newspapers because he said it would interfere with my ministry. And it will in, interfere with anybody's life, really, if you watch a lot yes. of it because yes. they, they don't report the good stuff to bad right. news. Of good news, it's always the bad stuff. And most right. of that, 90% of that is medical. Yeah. And so it, it's just really not good for you. And he said it would affect the way I ministered to the inmates. I had male and female. At, I was chaplain at the male prison. But it, it, it affects the way you see them because God wants you to see them with soul vision. Yeah. He wants us to see yeah. each other. Yeah. We are brothers yeah. and sisters yeah. in Christ. And he wants us to see each other in soul with soul vision. We don't see their pierced ears and their tattoos and, and, and I saw a lot of this stuff in the prisons and the jails, you know. But And so at first, when I first began, it was really difficult for me because I wasn't used to a lot of this. But you had to get past the odors. Yeah. Yeah. And you get into four demand yeah. cells, especially on Sunday morning after half of them been brought in drunk. And it could smell pretty bad. And you'd wash off a place on the table to put your Bible down so you could preach the word to them. But, you know, you, you know God starts you out in different, different places but you, you learn you, you learn a lot. But God wants us to be prepared in our minds and in our brains so that we won't fall for all of this stuff that's being taught to us. And, and you know, it's fake news. Yeah. Yeah. But if they can get you to take that thought and that thought, yeah. then they can turn it in. They yes. can keep yes. feeding you. And if you take yeah. that thought enough, after a while, you actually become to believe it. Yeah. 
And this is what God don't want you to do. He wants you to believe. He wants you to believe only his word and what his word says. His word and his word only. <clears throat> Excuse me. The real battle is not with the devil. He is defeated foe. We all know that. Yeah. Our battle is not with the devil. As uh, her, uh, Joyce Meyer, I think, did a uh, book on the battle of the mind. The battle... The battle really is in our mind. It's always been in our mind. It's always going to be in our mind. This is what you're battling with every day. It's not your brothers. It's not your boss. It's not your brother, your sister, or whatever. It's this. It's this. This is who you're battling with. Jesus, Jesus overcame Satan's power through his death and resurrection. And we know that According to the word that Jesus has all power, it says so that Jesus came to them in Matthew 28, 18. And he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. If all power has been given to Jesus on earth and in heaven, and how much was given to Satan? Zero. But most people think that he does. But if you have the power of God himself living on the inside of you, you got Jesus, Amen. the healer living in you. You got the yeah. Holy Amen. Spirit to guide yeah. you, teach you, train you, disciple you. He's your disciple. As a matter of fact, the Bible says you don't need any other teacher except for him, the Holy Spirit. But the reason why there are human pastors and teachers like myself is to help you to understand that. But he is our teacher, yes. and he teaches us, and we, teaches him, uh, we teach you. And I cannot teach you or instruct you in any more than what I right. instruct myself. You know, and if I don't listen to the word every day, if I'm not ministering, you know, hearing the word every day, and if I'm not protective of what I hear, I don't want my ears to be like garbage cans. Right. Yeah. You know, and you don't you right. don't want to be around people that are negative and that are right. feeding this stuff. You want to get away from them as soon as yeah. soon as possible, and and you don't want to receive every prophecy or everything that's spoken to you. And I don't know why God put that in there, but anyway, <laughs> you don't want <laughs> that was there from my mind. But some people are just looking for people to prophesy to them or speak over them or give them a word, you know. This will, get, this will give you a word. That's right. That's you, if you want a word, let God give you the word. When you're reading the word, that's him personally speaking to you. So there are true prophets and prophecies and prophecies. Yes. But everything they say to you, a lot of times they're, they're reading your mail. You know, what, you know they, they're what you want to hear. So... Be nice. Don't receive it if you don't think it's, you know, you got a discerning spirit. God blessed us with a discerning spirit so we can discern what is of him and what's not. And, and it, says, it says in James 1, therefore, lay, I'm going to look at it through the God's word and scientific real quick. In, in James 1, 21, New King James, it says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul, which is your, you know, your mind, your thoughts and whatever. Yeah. Saints, the implanted word. And that's what we're talking about this morning. The Lord has given me an implanted word. Mm -hmm. The implanted word, he said in, in his word, he said, the implanted word, which is able to save your soul. The implanted word is the <laughs> word that sticks. The words that I spoke this morning and the words that you hear all throughout this conference with the other speakers and, and anything like that, the words that you're speaking, implanted words, the words that sticks with you, the ones that you take home with you, those are the ones that are going to save your soul. The part that you're downloading while you're listening, 
this is what's going to save you. The science concept, on the other hand, says what you wire into your brain through thinking is stored in your non-conscious mind. The non-conscious mind is where 99.9% .9 of our mind activity is. It is the root level that stores the thoughts with the emotions and perceptions, and, is in, and it impacts the conscious mind and what we say and do. In other words, as I said before, everything is first a thought. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, 7, that whatever a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yeah. Okay? And you are where, and I won't have time to get into this, but you are where your mind is, not where your body is. You, yeah. your, your, mind, your body yes. follows your mind. Okay? And you can recall everything that you've ever experienced, good and bad. You can recall it at any time because it's always there. And, so, and this is one of the things that people don't recognize is that sometimes they focus on that, and I didn't get down to get into that, but you focus on uh, these, thoughts of, uh, these thoughts of fear and anxiety and stuff like that, and you, you focus on them and think on them long enough, they really become a part of you. They become permanently embedded in you. Yeah. And then it's really hard to hard to get rid of them. And there's always going to be consequences in the thoughts that you choose to take and the words that you speak. We don't have control, like I said, over every thought, but we do have control over the ones that we think on. Scientifically thinking, like I said before, you have 30 seconds. We'll get on past that. Your mind has two functions, and it doesn't and and doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you're a neuroscient, uh, neurolog, uh, neuro. I can't talk in a minute. I get in a hurry. <laughs> your your mind has two functions, and it doesn't matter if you are a neurosurgeon or a scientist. Your mind has two functions. It has the capacity to recall and remember, and it has the capacity to imagine. As like I said, your man, your mind has filed away every experience in your life, and you can relive them any time. You can just recall them up any time. Uh, one of the things I want to talk to you is when you allow yourselves to think on the bad ones and negative ones that it, it that it causes us to be depressed and it brings on stress but every thought you have changes your brain you know do you have over 60,000 thoughts a day so that's a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> and these toxic thoughts uh, will affect your immune system causing things that have been lying dormant to be awake as I said before uh, genes are dormant and they are asleep and they're not activated and they get activated um, through the way that, or through our thoughts and what we say. You need to keep in mind the words are like seeds and when you speak them out, you're going to give life to them. And this is what I'm talking about when those things in your body, whether it's cancer, diabetes, this and that, yeah, they don't come around and say, I'm trying to get it. You know, you feel the pain and say, I think I'm trying to get it. <laughs> or you see a commercial on TV and you think, I'm a, I, I feel like I had, I had that symptom last week. I yeah. must have that. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't do that. Begin today to call yourself healthy. Yeah. Call yes. yourself strong. Yeah. Calling those things is like sending out an invitation. Yeah. When you call yourself strong and when you call yourself healthy and prosperous, mm -hmm. you, you're sending out an invitation to call those things in. The Bible tells us in Romans 4, 17 and also in second Corinthians to call those things that be not as though they were so yes. don't be calling the things that you have if you if you don't like what you have change what you've been saying that yeah. that's really yeah. that's really the whole the whole issue here yeah. and 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 bring to those negative thoughts into captivity stop letting your words trap you and Proverbs 6 2 says you're trapped by the words of your mouth so if we're trapped by those words and those words were what before they became words thoughts and we don't want to go there. 
And I want to thank all of you for coming this morning. It's been my pleasure to talk to you. And I wish I had another hour or so, and I could yeah. just go on and on. <laughs> but like I said, you can get lots of material. I have lots of material out there, and prayerfully, I haven't done the book available in a couple of weeks. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about everything that the Lord do, does in my life. And I feel He brought me from the pit to, <laughs> to here, and He's still bringing me. And so I'm, I'm really excited about that. He's taken an old sow's ear and made a silk purse out of it. So, and that probably wasn't easy for Him. But, <laughs> but He takes all of us and makes something beautiful out of it. So, Father, I just thank You this morning. I thank You for the Word that You have blessed each and every one of us with. I thank You, Holy Spirit, as You always are. You are so, oh, You're just so awesome, Holy Spirit. I thank You that as I open my mouth this morning that You begin to speak through me. Thank You, Father. Father, that you just let me be the vessel and just let my mouth be, be the mouthpiece. And Holy Spirit, we give you the praise and all the glory. And we just thank you for this word. And we thank you, Father, that it fell on anointed ears. And I thank you, Father, and I pray, Lord, that you will bless these people that was in here this morning, my brothers and sisters, by helping them to retain what they hear, Lord, and, and pray that even if they just get one thing and retain that, Lord, it will make such a big difference in their lives. Bless them, Lord. And I pray as they continue to go about this whole weekend, that they'll be blessed beyond measure. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Amen.